Genesis House and the Friends in Recovery podcast are proud to bring you Answering the Call, the first responder podcast. Join your host, Mike the Podfather, and Jersey Ed as they address the real issues in health and wellness for first responders, from physical and mental health to relationships and work-life balance. We leave no stone unturned. Answering the Call, the first responder podcast is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, here are your friends in recovery answering the call. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Friends in Recovery Answering the Call, First Responder Podcast. I am the Podfather. And I'm Jersey Ed. How are you, Ed? Good. We have a guest today. We do? He's pretty big sitting in the middle of us. I like his hat. I know. <laughs> and I like your hat, too, there, oh, Podfather. Oh, I have a hat. That's right. Yeah, yeah. you do. You I have do. a hat on. Yeah. I didn't you got a hat on. Yeah. And you didn't even know. What? You happy to see me? You have a hat on. <laughs> I'm happy to see you. We have uh, Bill Farrell today with us. Ah, uh, a nice get Irish to, lad. Yeah, he's. I thought he was Italian, but... Irish. Irish. <laughs> you can elbow him this, if you want This to. guy can kick my ass, so <laughs> I, see, I see him in his uniform. Yeah, <laughs> Me and the podfather are sporting the Boston that's look. Right, that's, that's right. That's right. That's right. Me that's and Bill, right. That's my it. new best friend. Absolutely. That's absolutely. Right. Well, well, let's get to take care of some business first. And you got you guys some business can, over yeah, there? I do. I always do. So, what do you got? Of course, I'm not going to read it like Melissa did on our other show. Oh, but Melissa did a great job. I know. I know. So we want to thank Genesis House for um, for sponsoring this podcast without them we couldn't do it thank you guys and in addition to friends in recovery podcast we hold community events around the country maybe around the world one day but right now it's around the country Voorhees, new jersey and palm springs florida are up and running they're doing very well very active meetings um and coming soon, Lowell, Massachusetts, and uh, Newtown, Connecticut, starting in January. Um, basically, what this is is just um, friends in recovery uh, community. We we want you guys to kind of get out there, and you know, if you want to start your own friends in recovery, you don't have to be part of Genesis House. Um, if you listen to this podcast and you want to start a little community of friends in recovery, um, give us a call, email us, and we'll we'll get the um, we'll get the whole package out to you, and you can start it. And Melissa will get you going with all that, and put more work on our plate for for all that but um so get get us through our facebook and all that um this is where i mess up on things but we are powered by your likes follow subscribes and shares follow us on social media and help us get the word out and leave us a not a one not a two but a five star review okay? five star five stars right right sweets five all five all right good all five so sweets taught me last show how to count up to five so <laughs> and then remember we're always looking for guests and speakers um, to share their stories of your professional. We would love to have you on too. And um, just get a hold of us on the, uh, the all the social media stuff. Um, well, it's time for Jersey Ed's podcast pick of the week. I always mess this up and I don't do it. There you go. Drum roll, please. That was a drum roll. So my podcast pick of the week is called Rock Bottom to Recovery. Now, I've been noticing that, Bill, you sound like this gentleman on Rock Bottom to Recovery that I listen to. Um, do, you, do you know this guy? Is that the uh, Kennedys? Yeah. <laughs> In between all my uh, uh, sentences, I ended with an ah. That's right. Exactly. So, uh, That's the one. Why don't you uh, tell us about ah. Uh, <laughs> That's a good podcast. You wanna, Bill, you're actually the host on it, and you want to tell us a little bit about us for a podcast pick of the week? So Rock Bottom, number two. To recovery, uh, we are on um, uh, iTunes and Podbean. We're not on iHeartRadio like you guys, but uh, maybe yeah. you—you've inspired us. <laughs> we inspired to, you to strive to be better. 
uh, to get the word out like you guys are doing here. Um, Rock Bottom 2 Recovery was a friend of mine's idea. Um, he wanted to start a podcast where we could talk about all roads to recovery um, and, and in a respectful uh, way. And so uh, he came to me because I do a lot of different things. I know a lot of different people. Um, and he said, hey, do you think we can do this? And I said, I don't see why we wouldn't be able to. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to a couple of people and one thing led to another and we started the podcast. Yeah. And uh, we really try to... Uh, cover all aspects of recovery from um, the political side to the medical side um, to people who are in recovery. Mm -hmm. And so we had a, like, you know, like kind of like what you guys got going here, Mm -hmm. the podfather, Jersey Ed, you know, you got a good mix. You work off each other. That's, that's what um, Shane and myself had. Um, So uh, we started to kick it off, but um, unfortunately Shane, um, just kind of disappeared on me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i was like oh no he didn't uh you know that's immediately <laughs> anybody in recovery is like oh what happened to shane <laughs> oh geez so um but no what ended up happening was um you know in recovery um there's other issues that have to be dealt with mm-hmm. and uh like the mental health side of yep, things that yep. kind of end up fueling the addiction what is it a dual diagnosis co-occurring mm-hmm. type thing so um shane really got a little overwhelmed with life yeah. which happens yeah. Yeah. and he kind of fell off the radar so i tracked him down i gave him uh i was calling him i was texting him i didn't hear back from him. so obviously i'm nervous because mm-hmm. yeah you know how that works yeah. absolutely uh but i reached out to somebody that's close with them and they're like no no he's doing well he's good. doing good and uh you know, we brought Shane back. Uh, it was uh, he came in to talk about the mental health side of things. Okay, good, uh, good. But we really have a great mix. I would love him for him to come back in, but um, you know, maybe he will. We do good. it from time to time. Good, good. Anyway. Yeah. Well, listen, it's a great podcast. I listened to a, a few episodes already, and it's yeah. it's a great episode. And uh, you know, I always text Mike, and I'm hoping he doesn't text me back. But that fucker texts me back every single time. Podfather over there. Yep. Well, I like to keep. <laughs> Thank in touch. God. I you know, know. I know. We, we live no. three or four states away from one another. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And and you know, you're you're a good. Uh, you know, we talk almost every day, Mike, and and it's it's great. Uh, you know, we are re- both of us are in recovery. Um, that's not what this show is about. This show is about um, is about first responders, that's right. and I think we have two of you sitting here. I'm not one, but so you do the math. And uh, <laughs> Bill is a corrections officer over at um, Suffolk Corrections, Su- uh, Suffolk County. Suffolk I'm County in, Corrections. I'm in Boston. In Boston, yes. Yeah. And I had the pleasure to visit your lovely facility. That's correct. <laughs> not not as a guest. Not as a not, not as a, yet. Not as yet. Not yet. Keep not as shit a, up yeah. and you'll be over there. Trust me. And Bill's gonna take good care of you. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And uh, it, it got pretty hectic over there. And I can imagine what's behind those walls over there. I, I don't even want to imagine. So. I, I uh, did you did you feel the stairs when you came in the front? <laughs> oh door? yeah, yeah. Well, I was on the phone, and one of your wonderful officers <laughs> kindly said. Uh, you're not allowed on a cell phone. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I noticed that I, I had to go visit a, um, I had to go visit a client that was in um, Middleton lockup uh, two winters ago. And uh, I'm, I, I just retired as a police officer and I had been a correctional officer. Of course, I'm in regular clothes. And I, I now I know how it feels. <laughs> now I know how it feels because what I've understood <laughs> and what I've seen, I mean, it's a tough job as it is, but uh, they they have one speed, mm-hmm. and it's f- straight ahead. You know, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's, 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 you don't have to be polite or anything. And uh, but uh, as soon as he found out, I was a you know law enforcement. Uh, 
He toned it down a little, and we became <laughs> friends. I gave him a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we work off one mode. It's yeah, called right. suspicious. Yeah. Suspicion. <laughs> and, so, survi- and survival. <laughs> <laughs> so when you came in, I'm sure everybody was staring oh, at yeah, you. Oh, yeah, they were. And I came in, I think, on shift change, too. So I had them all staring me down, well, you man. Look, you look like a convict. I, yeah. I do, don't I? Yeah. But I had a nice shirt on. Well, I, had, right, right. You know. I, was, I was just about to get to that jersey Ed. Sweets. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thanks. Good, and good. Correct me if I'm wrong, jersey Ed, but was that? A, a purple color shirt yeah, that you were exactly. in. I believe so. Yeah, yes. no, it was yeah. pink. It was it pink. It was pink. Yeah, yes. with, with that tight. was not a good color choice that so, day. <laughs> so after you left, I was like, "Who's the guy in the pink shirt <laughs> in the tight jeans?" <laughs> yeah, I bet you oh a lot of the cons God. were happy to see you. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, didn't, I didn't get that far. Yeah. I didn't get that far. But it was, but it, it was a wonderful experience. I'm not ever going back there again. New guy. I got your back, Ed. Thanks, thanks, thanks. So, so then he was asking me for a phone number or something i'm like bill i'm like listen that guy just screamed at me i said i am not gonna go like i got your back i was like all right <laughs> so i'm in there like cautiously like trying to get him a number really fast so <laughs> just try not to make eye contact with anybody. that's how we work hiding behind hiding behind them <laughs> yeah don't make eye contact i don't know oh if you noticed god. but i wouldn't make contact with anybody <laughs> no, in that. And i work there, i know so. i know oh god but yeah. you guys have a tough job over there man you know it, it's it's uh you know I, i've never done it i'd never done the job but uh, from hearing mike's experiences being there and some of the corrections officers that i work with and 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 you know talking to them you know god bless you guys it's it's tough it's a tough um you know when you came out you were in full uniform but i didn't notice any weapons on you and yeah. that's something you guys don't even do right you, you can't carry no no we don't carry the only weapon this is how badass we are part father <laughs> the only weapon we carry is our mouth that's right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, that and can either brain. get us into trouble or yeah. it can get us out of trouble. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And as you get a little bit older, you, you when you learn to realize how to use it properly, it can get you out of a lot of <laughs> right. stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't. Um, and the, probably the... the I always tell the uh, the new uh, cadets coming in or the, the new officers coming in, um, uh, show respect. Mm-hmm. Right. That's exactly. what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Um, if the inmates, if you show respect to the inmates, the inmates, inmates right. will respect you back. Uh, well, um, they're human beings, so you, you gotta gotta yeah. kind of remember that too, you know. Oh, I without mean, a doubt. But well, I mean, well, do you, do you, do you agree with me? Beings. Do you agree with me, Bill? That a, a lot of us that work at these jobs could be right in the, we could be on the other side, correct? <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know, and, and I I worked at, I worked in the prison back in the 70s, 78 to, to 80, and. Um, you know that was the that's what we did because anyone any one of us could have ended up there you know mm-hmm. and there's no doubt in my mind I could have you know? well especially the, where we came from you know our, our background right. you yeah. know well I I grew up right in the city I grew up in Jamaica Plain mm. um, I went to school in the South End JP when the South End in the 70s was all yeah. abandoned buildings sure um, a lot of um, drug activity and we used to take the train down um, the uh, elevated train system from Jamaica Plain, Green Street, all the way into the South End, and you'd walk on the main road because it was so bad down there. Mm. Um, and so I grew up in the city. Um, mm. You know, we, um, like you said, I, I, I've never forgotten that I could easily have been on the other side of Correct. that uh, door. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's funny is <laughs> I see people from the neighborhood right. on oh the other God. side of that door. <laughs> of I, had, I hadn't, I hadn't, um, <clears throat> 
seen this kid in probably over 20 years, and I, I saw him in the unit, and I automatically shook his hand, and that's kind of a no-no in there, uh-huh. but I, I just kind of forgot, like, for that split second, I was just like, oh, wow, and I hadn't seen him, and, you know, he was struggling with addiction, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, uh, so I, I, that's that's one of my, um, how I'm able to function in corrections. Sure. How, how, how long have you been in corrections? <clears throat> I'm in my 14th year. Wow. I love it. I love my job. Uh, people give me a lot of um, crazy looks when I say that, <laughs> but I actually I love it. I I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Good. Do you work the day uh, shift? I work shift? the day shift, yeah. seven to three. I worked the uh, overnight shift for probably about six years, I think. Right. And that was just because uh, we needed to do it with the family and the kids. I needed to be home, um, and so uh, and I I started late. Um, I started at the age of thirty eight. Um, I did uh, was a laborer at a two two three. Mm-hmm. Uh, did construction. Uh, for a while, then in uh, mid 2000s, uh, you know, the economy uh, went bust yep. and didn't have any work. And somebody at the gym uh, kept saying, "Do you do you do you, uh, you working yet?" And I'm like, "No, I, I haven't found a job." He's like, "You should apply to the sheriff's department." And I was kind of like, "I don't want to do that job." <laughs> and I was like, "Wait a minute, I don't even have a job." And then I thought, <laughs> "It's probably safer." <laughs> To deal with inmates than it is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so I applied. That's some money. <laughs> and one thing led to another. And, uh, you know, I was in the academy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, at the age of 38. That couldn't I, have been easy. Wow. I held my own. <laughs> I All right. All right. Oh, well, those, young kids, those young kids. Those young kids. Actually, so I was in the Marine Corps, too. Right. Right. Ah, um, so... Um, you know, when we were out on the uh, asphalt doing push-ups and, yeah. and doing all the exercises, all I had to do was wait for the young kids to start going, eh, eh. <laughs> and I knew they were going to stop. Yeah. So I just had a, I just had a kept going, tough. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes wisdom and knowledge gets us through some of those hard times <laughs> too. So well, you yeah. got through the Marines, you can get through the academy for the uh, correctional officers. Absolutely. Well, sure. You know, the the biggest uh, 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 obstacle in the academy was that I was older, and I have people screaming and yelling at me, and I'm like, what? I'm a father. Uh, I'm yeah. a but you, you got to take it in order to get through mm-hmm. and and i did get through and i have to say like um corrections as you know podfather because you were in bill record correct yes, um it's the uh, corrections is that is that um part of law enforcement that has had gone by the wayside it wasn't really recognized we went by behind the wall and uh you know people didn't hear from us people didn't Really didn't know anything about us other than uh, if we hit the news because something happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you know, uh, things do happen. Oh, yeah. And so because of that, um, you know, we we ended up with a, a higher PTSD mm. than a combat veteran. Absolutely. Heart disease, obesity. Suicide. Suicide rate. Suicides. Number one. Number one, you guys are, unfortunately. Divorce. Divorce, yeah. Divorce is massive. Yeah. You know, the... Um, Suicide thing is is it's Talk huge. I mean, Talk about that. Yeah, yeah, I mean we we um we know now firefighters, police officers, uh, it, the suicide is through the roof. I can tell you at my facility. So we have uh, two uh, two facilities. We have the uh, House of Corrections, is, which is where I work, and we have the Nashua Street Jail. Right. In my fourteen years being there, we've had five officer suicide. Imagine Oof, that. God. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. If yeah. that was a bank, if that was an industry, if that was Wang Labs or one of these businesses, that, that'd be an epidemic. Oh but yeah. Right. But like yeah. you say, society doesn't see it. They don't know what you do. You go to work, your neighbors have no idea what you're doing. Right. You know, 
and and yeah, because you hide behind that wall, but that wall is very active behind hmm. behind it. You know, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. Yeah, hey, look real quick. We're gonna take a quick break here, Bill, and then we're gonna get back and uh, we'll we'll dig a little bit deeper. What maybe what you do over there too? Besides, excellent. Okay, friends of recovery, answering the call podcast. Since 1992, Genesis House has been helping real people heal from addiction on their private recovery campus in beautiful Palm Beach County, Florida. Their family-owned program is accredited by the Joint Commission and offers detox and dual diagnosis treatment in a comfortable and confidential setting. The first responder recovery program at Genesis House is led by a doctorate-level therapist with direct professional experience as a first responder himself. Treatment modalities focus on psychiatric care, relapse prevention, stress management, and trauma-informed care for PTSD. Learn why their individualized approach makes a difference for first responders. Call Genesis House today at 1-800-737-0933 to speak with someone who understands. Visit them on the web at www.genesishouse.net. It's time to start your journey to a long and successful recovery. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Friends in Recovery, Answering the Call podcast. And... Uh Hey, we have a great guest here today, Bill Farrell. And uh, Bill, we were talking before you went, uh, how you had gone into corrections at the age of 38, kind of like midlife. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, your previous um, stint in the Marines, I, I'm guessing four years? Correct, yes, yep. four years. And, you know, I mean, so um, th- the money is good now. The, the benefits, are, I think, are fabulous. Uh, yeah. My personal you know, opinion is that they're really good. Um, when I worked at the Barrick House Correction, I started at $199 a week in 1978. And, um, Bill makes you know, 201 No, it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're really cranking up <laughs> right, the uh, yeah. pay scale. <laughs> but um, it's not, not an easy job. But uh, t- tell us more. T- tell us about um, what, you, it, what your job is there, actually. You, you, you have two hats that you wear in the corrections. Uh, yes, correct. I um, uh, So I, I work the line. I am a correction officer. What, is, what does that mean for us non Nine uh, civilians. So when I am working the line, I'm working the units. Okay. So okay. we house we house men and women, not together, okay. not yet. But not yet. it looks like we oh, might be heading in that direction. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so saves uh, money. Come on. I work the units. Um, we have. Um, we just actually went up from 75 women to 259. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Pots of Framingham, I think, closed down. So yes. we're getting all the counties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's a huge, huge change. Um, so um, I do that. I do um, regular corrections, and then I'm also the uh, EAP officer. Mm-hmm. I'm one of six EAP officers, so that's the Employees Assistance Program. Right. So what that means is if anyone gets themselves into t- any trouble, any of the um, employees, doesn't have to necessarily be corrections officers, but uh, we tend to do get ourselves into a little bit of trouble from time to time. <laughs> Absolutely. But any of the employees, their family members, will get them the resources right. that are needed to help. And the training comes with that position, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, all kinds of training. As a matter of fact, I think this is how I met Jersey Ed. That's it, exactly. Um, yeah. Through the uh, Nisa LeClerc from yeah. the uh, DOC EAP. Yes, yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, when we first started um, this, so it's a six-man team, so every six weeks – we uh, rotate on, so that just means that that one week uh, we don't have to work in the unit. Right. So we kind of go in, show our face, but we're nice. on call twenty four seven. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you know, 
Oh, wow. Well, before that, before you guys, there was just good old Danny Ryan. That's correct. And, they yep. had, and, and you had, they had to replace six of you guys for Danny. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Dan Danny was, was a good guy. Dan's great. Yeah. Dan's fantastic. Um, he did his job well. He did, yeah. I, I think one of the most important things uh, as far as being uh, um, in that type of uh, um, a role mm -hmm. is, for me personally, um, is you have to be very careful how you present yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. How you conduct yourself. And I, I do that in a very professional manner. I try very, very hard not to talk smack about anybody, right. um, which is rampant in the business. Oh I, that, that's just rampant everywhere, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, so. and I get in this some, room, it's rampant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, I get some great stuff that flows through my head. <laughs> and you can't uh, tell anyone. And I can't. Once in a blue moon, uh, it slips out. Yeah, yeah. But um, but it's it's really good because, like I said earlier, uh, we've kind of gone by the wayside. Um, and, and it wasn't until probably, I want to say maybe er, early 2000s, um, they really started looking at the field of corrections. Right. You're right. And just saw, wow, there's a, there's a lot of issues going right. on mm -hmm. here. Um, and so as they started looking into it, um, they, you know, we don't, we if we see something like horrific, mm -hmm. like this is, this is how I start my day. Mm-hmm. I get into work. I have to do the that first count, which means you have to count all the inmates in your unit and make sure that it's accurate with your logbook. Mm -hmm. um, and I always mentally tell myself I could possibly see somebody hanging um, from the previous shift. Oof. And it happens. Mm -hmm. um, and those are the type of things like you just don't do in a normal nine-to-five job. Right. I, I mean, you know, Father, like the stuff that you see. Right. And, and, and that old-school mentality is... You know, um, push it down. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. if it really bothers you, uh, you could share it amongst your fellow friends, your officers. But they might call you a pussy mm -hmm. or something like that. Right. And it's not that they're they're being mean. No. It's just that's like the coping the mechanism the culture, that we culture, use right. yeah. it is the culture, to survive right. in that field. Sure. And I'm sure I know it's the same with law enforcement. Sure, it's identical. But it comes at obviously we know now at a cost. Right. So uh, what I've seen over the 14 years that I've been there. Um, and I have to say that five suicides, yeah. that's just the 14 years. Right. There was uh, quite a few before right. we came on, mm. uh, sure. before I came on. Sure. Um, so, uh, you know, Dan Ryan, which mm -hmm. was our, our EAP officer, he uh, retired and uh, the department, um, you know, looked into this particular program. And uh, so we we go through training. We met with like uh met up with Nisa. We reached yep. out to them first yep. and said, can you help us get started? Um, and they did. They were fantastic. Yeah. Um, the DOC puts all kinds of programs together. They're always inviting us. Um, we deal with um, dom domestic violence, obviously substance use, um, gambling, uh, pornography, Mental sex. That, issues, those, anything, those, yeah. The pornography and the sex, that always tends to get a chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> so, but... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so there's a, when you begin to understand addiction, mm -hmm. um, you know, everything can be somewhat sure. addiction. Uh, oh, like yeah. that, what is that? Uh, peppermint? Oh, no, peppermint, oh, yeah, peppermint mocha. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, peppermint mocha <laughs> coffee. Good and, Lord. And, uh, I'm going to say sweets. 
supplied that? He, yeah, did. he did. He is the dealer. I am the pusher. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, Sweets is a great uh, pusher name, isn't it? <laughs> Sweets <laughs> is. That's a great <laughs> name. <Yeah. Coffee. laughs> it comes from a long history of doing this. Of <laughs> so, pushing. I've, I've actually I've had the benefit of being on the other side of the wall, uh, unfortunately. So. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask you, which house are you, are you in? Were you in? Uh, Middleton, Concord, Concord Farm, All right. uh, Cumberland County up in Portland. I've been around. I've done, nice. a, I've done a tour. I've seen my fair share. What's your favorite? Uh, Middleton actually How Middleton come? was my favorite just because I knew everyone there I the knew the, uh, the, the like like you said you had talked about a gentleman that you saw from your neighborhood and so on and so forth and you went up and shook his hand I mean that fourth wall was broken between me and a bunch of corrections officers that I went to school with and yeah. so for me it was you know yeah I went through what I went through when I was in jail to to fit, you know meet my punishment for my crime but at the same time I was a person they knew me as a person and you know they treated me with respect right. um and they met me where i was at and like you know i mean it didn't take away from the fact that we knew each other as people mm -hmm. that i was right. there yeah. and and those are the ceos those are the corrections officers that like i had respect for too right, right. uh you know i would actually look out for them the same way they look out for me right um, and i had that happen once in the day room at the house of correction a fight broke out and uh i can't mention the name but one, one of the um one of the inmates um actually helped me and, and he was a he was the type of guy that nobody was going to give him shit for helping out you know what i mean and uh yeah he pulled the guy off my back and you know he didn't look for anything he just did it spontaneously yeah. and um yeah now, but that's that's where the respect comes in right because you know you do treat people with respect mm -hmm. and um even as a cop you stop people you know you, nobody's guilty everybody nobody ran the red light nobody ran the stop sign you know very seldom that i have somebody say yeah do you know why i stopped you yes because of I ran the stop sign, and those are the people that I would say, all right, have a good day, be careful, you well, know, <laughs> you know, because they, they, we weren't playing this mind game, and it's mm -hmm. the same thing in prison. I mean, you know, you, you just got to teach respect, and, yeah. and I, I've taught academies. I was the EAP for the sheriff's department for three and a half years, Berica. I was the EAP for the Lowell Police for eight years. My last eight years of my career, I was very fortunate. I had a chief, Ken LaValle, Billy Taylor. They they gave me that spot, and I got to say though, and as you know, <clears throat> I worked my ass off. And I was always on. You know, sometimes I was afraid to walk through the building because I was like a magnet, you know, yeah. out of sight, out of <laughs> mind. But as soon as they saw you, you, they had a problem. They knew someone who had a problem. Mm -hmm. Their kid had a problem. So you get that a lot at, at the at the uh, oh yeah at uh, the house over there. Well, you know, it's funny. Like uh, Sweets was saying about the inmates uh, when you first start, it's 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 changing now. <clears throat> but the way they teach in the academy, you're like you're thinking you're going in. You're gonna if you get out that day alive. It was a good day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you're ready to do combat. Mm -hmm. You know that's what I remember. I remember uh, coming in fresh out of um, the academy. Now I'm a little bit older, and I like to think I'm a little bit wiser. <laughs> but I had two little old ladies. Uh, they were inmates, and they were like, "Good morning, officer." And I'm like, "I got the hands up." I'm like, "Turn around, ma'am. Turn around. Don't make any sudden moves." You know. Um, but that's you, you go one in of them thinking. A walker too. You know, you see all these shows. You go in. You're thinking like. Right. Um, you know, uh, these inmates. But then once you kind of get in it, and, and, and you realize the inmates aren't your problem. Right. It's your fellow officer. Right. Yeah, and, and, right. and I have to say that because um, I'm not no knocking a fellow officer, but the mentality was when you first started, um, you had to prove yourself. Right. You mm -hmm. had to get yourself into some type of a fight or mm -hmm. something along mm -hmm. those lines right. before the officers sure. would begin to talk to you. And I never really understood that mentality. Um, because that's just not how I roll. Uh, my brothers and sisters, I'm reaching out to them. I'm telling you, you right. know, this is what you want to do. I, and sometimes I tell <laughs> them, and you'll, you'll know this part, Father. Uh, if you're not sure, 
the inmates will tell you. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. They will. You know, yeah. they do. I'm telling yeah. you, they yeah. take yeah. care yeah. of you. Yeah. It's do. a fact. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I mean, what I was saying earlier is that, you know, and you probably see this, there's yeah. a battle between whose house is it. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, you know, that's one of the things that, that I learned, uh, you know, just from my, my friends that were corrections yeah. officers, you know, that we would talk and they're like, listen, man, this is your house. Yeah. Like, you, you live yeah. here. Yeah. I'm just visiting. <laughs> you know, I'm doing a shift. I'm going home tonight. Yeah. And it is their house. Like, they live there. And yeah. so, I mean, you're, you're coming into it. And to be honest with you, as someone inside that wall, I can tell you, we just want to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? There are the bad apples. And they're of the people that, as is. a corrections yeah. officer, mm -hmm. you you got all that stuff that you got to be on your toes for. But the majority of the folks just want to get in and get out. Hey, I'll right. tell you, I know two women that are correctional officers. And I got to tell you, they are, and I was a correctional officer in the Army. I was an MP, but I also worked in corrections for a short time. They are two of the best officers you're ever going to meet. They're not huge, big, muscular, although they work out and they look fabulous. But what they have up here goes a long way and the respect they give. But on the other side, they don't take any shit. Yeah. Yeah. No one's going to talk fresh to them. No. And, you know, I, I honestly feel like because they're in a man's environment, mm. they don't get the recognition that they deserve to get. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of sad. But this is the career they chose. And I'll tell you, that Sheriff uh, Katusian should be very, very proud. He has two women that work for him mm -hmm. that are this capable to do that job well you know and i'm glad you mentioned uh, sheriff katushin because uh, back in 2012 i think uh, that sheriff katushin um uh, brought up uh officer correction officer wellness um he sure did a did. conference and um and really kind of began to shed light on it Absolutely. um he so uh, i mean as far as i know he really kind of kicked it off yep uh at least in our state and Absolutely. uh he did Absolutely. without a doubt definitely deserves a pat on the back for Absolutely. that and because it's it's a it's a hard field to be in no matter what you do right. for us uh, we're never happy mm -hmm. um, you could give us the world uh, and we'll be like <laughs> oh you didn't give us the moon <laughs> you guys suck what's Who's up got with the that moon? yeah you gave the moon to someone yeah. else right? um, so I'm I'm, I'm I'm glad you mentioned him because yeah. uh, because things are changing it, right. as bad yeah. as stuff right. uh, it is and and probably still is, it's also getting good, right. too. Mm -hmm. And that's because of education well, and you, awareness. Well, you mentioned it, and, and it's so nice talking with somebody that understands it. And, you, and you're, you're at that mature level where you're not looking like, hey, what about this? We didn't get that. You know, you, you've worked hard. You, you were in a union. You worked your ass off. Right. Now you have a job where, you know, you don't kill yourself. You could be killed, but you don't kill yourself. Yeah. You take care of yourself. And, you know, the benefits are great. Yeah. And what I liked is the Department of Justice. You, you, you hit the nail on the head. The, the, the Department of Justice have done these studies and they realize hey hold on it's not the police that are leading in suicide mm -hmm. it's not the police that are leading in <clears throat> divorce it's not the police that are leading in heart attack it's correctional officers yeah. what the hell is going on here and now they propelled this and peter contusion i know a lot of people politician whatever i've sat right across from him and um i tell you he does have the the understanding and he has the drive and he, he really has pushed it forward and i think anybody that works in that line of work uh should if they meet him, go up and shake his hand because 20 years from now, things will be a lot better, and it's because of a guy like him. I I mean that. Uh, yeah. And I, I agree with you. Um, and I think uh, podcasts like this one, um, like Rock Bottom to Recovery, and all the other podcasts that are that are out there and the people that are doing the work, um, you know, um, you, you, you can't go wrong when you educate yourself, right. you know. Um, right. I mean, you're the, uh, the master, right, when He's it comes the to the education. I got Boston... 
public school 12th grade education right but what is it there's something like right. when you expand the mind yeah. it, it just can't well, you go got back. like a master's degree in life working <laughs> yeah, there. I yeah, yeah yeah that, yeah we all know? do in this room my, actually my, you know? my, my college education has nothing to do with what i do when i sit across from people that mm -hmm. was just a hurdle to get over i mean although the, i've used a few of the therapists i've read about you know Ma margaret mala and um eric erickson and, and and i do look in the books once in a while but honestly it's all about what I've learned. It's all about life in general. The school of hard knocks, man, that we've all been through, right. you know. And you, you guys are still going. Well, you, Bill, definitely in there. You know, you, you, you know. I always say you got to learn every day. If right. not, then you're screwed. You know. Well, you know, I'll throw this in um, as we um, come towards the end. Mm -hmm. um, I tell all the um, the new people coming through, like this. Un this is how crazy the world is today. Corrections is probably one of the safest places to be in law enforcement mm -hmm. because the the clientele that we house, uh, we at least have them when they're um, clean and sober. And mm -hmm. if you know how to reason with them, you can reason right. with them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and things are getting so. better for them too. Yeah, absolutely. Without a lot a of programs. Yeah, and again, contusion. You got to pat them on the back. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Friends of Recovery podcast answering the call, and uh, this has been a great. Absolutely, uh, Bill. Thank you very much, thank Bill you for Farrell. Me, guys. Yeah. and hey, listen, switch over to our other channel because you might see him on the other channel. You might. Maybe. You're, gonna, you're gonna. You're gonna. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, spoiler alert. Now we get behind what actually motivates. That's right. <laughs> Bean Town Billy. I gotta have a nickname too. Bean Town Billy. Billy. Stay, you got it. Stay, you got it. Check out the other podcast for my. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait. I'll tell you this real quick. Go ahead. Yep. Good. So uh, nobody uses their government name in the facilities. Everybody mm -hmm. has a street name. So yep. I like that. Officer Farrell's street name is For Real. For Real. For Real. For Real. For Real. For Real. What do you think Jersey Ed's uh, street name would be like? I candy, uh, candy. <laughs> 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 bald headed fuck. <laughs> You'd probably take on the name Sweets in there. I would. Uh, hey, listen, I'd have to be your bitch. <laughs> be real sweet. That's real right. That's sweet. right. Well, guys, great show, and uh, you know, it was uh, built very fascinating, and uh, uh, or or for real very fascinating <laughs> um it was uh, you know thank you very much for coming on the show and make sure you listen to rock bottom to recovery find it on all the pod podcast catchers it That's is right. a great show so yeah. friends in recovery answering the call podcast stay safe everybody thank you that concludes this episode of answering the call the first responder podcast thanks to genesis house for sponsoring the show and supporting our first responders who are struggling with addiction and mental health Follow us on Facebook for past shows and updates. If you are interested in becoming a guest on the show, email us at help at friendsandrecoverypodcast.com.